Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. The Killer ESPN 97.5 and 92.5 proudly present The Killer Bees. Definitely a fan of The Killer Bees. Don't sweat the technique. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here comes the fastest three hours in Houston sports radio. Here's Joe Blank and Jeremy Branham. Oh, hell yeah. You about to get all stung up. Ooh, what up, H-Town? Hey, how we doing? He's Blank. I'm Branham. It's Joe George behind the glass, the assistant to the regional manager, and our very own bubble boy. Uh, Justin Verlander, trade rumors are heating up in this city. We've seen the reports that are out there. Mark Feinsend, uh, Brian McTaggart has like retweeted them and has also talked about them. Says that the Rangers are the front runner to land Justin Verlander, which is not great. But are we looking at a Lone Star shootout for the services of Justin Verlander ahead of next Tuesday's day, uh, trade deadline? Maybe. I mean, it's possible. I think a lot of Astros fans are having a hard time digesting the thought of him putting on a Rangers uniform, but I think that you walked away from him for a reason. Uh, I don't know that as much as he's shown life lately, that that's a guy that you want to spend that amount of money, no matter what the Mets decide to absorb. And you still have a year and possibly two years more after this year with him. I, I just don't know if that's the move the Astros want or need to make, as opposed to a desperate Rangers team that feels like they have to do something like another big, drastic move as opposed to some of the moves we've been discussing about the Astros. But I know Astros fans are very concerned about that. So you don't want Verlander? It's not that I don't want him. I don't want what's go- coming with him, right? It, I, I, even no matter what the Mets are willing to try and absorb, I don't want to entertain next year's contract. And I believe it's his option. The third year, it's a vested. Yeah, it's not his option. He's got to pitch 140 innings and 24 for it to vest, which is a $35 million deal. Just a lot of money with the contracts that you're going to have coming up. That I don't think, and I don't think he's going to be nearly the return on the investment that you know younger guys would be, and also just his entire situation to me is scary to me to where I want to stay away from it. So I, I'm not, I don't want Justin Verlander at all that all that price, all the, that baggage. I want Justin Verlander badly uh, because he's better than Brandon Belak, and you desperately need guys that can eat innings. Also, like if we're being completely honest with you, if the Astros are a playoff team, and let's. Let's assume for a second they win the American League West, finish with a top-two record. You're looking at a division series where you have to have a four-man rotation. Fromber's been struggling. Javier has been struggling. Hunter Brown hopefully has not hit the rookie wall, but he's been struggling. The pitcher that is in the best form on this team right now is J.P. France, who a lot of people didn't hear about until he got called up and has started to pitch really well and has outproduced the other rookie on this staff in, uh, in Hunter Brown. We also know the bullpen has been used a lot. This bullpen has been taxed. The Astros getting a starter that can pitch you into the 6th, 7th inning 
every single start would be a huge boost to this team. Justin Verlander by far makes the Houston Astros better in the regular season. He makes them a better option in the postseason. What about a wild card series where you're looking at a best of three if you don't win the American League West? If you're one of the wild card teams and you're in a best of three, you want Justin Verlander on that pitching staff? I do, because I think I could probably trust Justin Verlander right now more than a Christian Javier, more than a Hunter Brown, quite frankly, more than a J.P. France, even though J.P. France has been outstanding. J- Justin Verlander's also been dominating for the last month. In his last six starts, Justin Verlander has a sub-150 ERA. Justin Verlander is pitching like the 2022 Justin Verlander. Now, what you said about the finances, great point. That's a fantastic point. That's why I'm going to need the New York Mets if I'm making a trade with them to eat some of the salary, or they're taking back Rafael Montero. Because if they're taking back Rafael Montero, now you're getting Justin Verlander at an $11.5 million discount. Because Montero is on the books for this year, next year, the year after that. At $11.5 million. So if you can strip yourself of $11.5 million, shed yourself of that off the payroll, you're getting Justin Verlander at roughly $32 million next year. Who even knows if that contract vests in 2025? If it does, it's probably good news because it means he pitched 140 innings uh, next year. So absolutely, I'm in on Justin Verlander in Houston. See, and the thing to me is it's not an either-or. It's not Verlander or nothing. There's other pitchers that are out there, so... It, it, those those make more sense to me, and you've, we've discussed this in the past. If you can knock off a Montero's three-year, $11 million a year, $33 million over three contract as part of the deal, now you're starting to make more sense to me. Now you're starting to get a pitcher where at his age, no matter how good he's pitching and what you know, how many miles have been on him and coming off the Tommy John a year, year plus, two years ago, whatever it was, then you're starting to talk about a guy in that price range. In the 30s makes more sense to me. If you can get him to do that, then that's something I'm open to. But there's other pitchers out there, too, that I'd like to see them explore trying to get. I'd like to see them get. No doubt about it. You're absolutely right. We have to upgrade the front part of that rotation. There's just too many question marks and not enough answers and not a solid one-two punch that we thought we were going to have at the start of the year when you looked at what Fromber was supposed to be and what Javier was growing into being. So... I definitely think that that's their first priority, and they got to find an above-average starting pitcher. I just I, I, there's a lot that I don't like about Verlander's situation. It, it could be an either-or, though. It could be a spot where it's Justin Verlander or nobody. Like I know that there's other people that are other started pitchers that are available on the trade market, but one of them already went to L.A. Lucas Giolito, and he went for a high price tag for a rental. Marcus Stroman, is he going to be traded? We don't even know if Marcus Stroman's going to be traded. Perhaps they just hang on to Marcus Stroman because suddenly the Cubs are, what is it now, Joe? Four back of the wild card. They're playing good baseball. Uh, Jordan Montgomery's probably going to be traded, but is Jordan Montgomery going to go to another team that has better prospects than the Houston Astros? Dana Brown might be looking at a situation where it's Justin Verlander or nobody else. It might be the only option because we know that this is a seller's market. Like, you're you're ter- definitely turning over every stone. You're, you're calling on, on Montgomery. And Dana Brown has told this to reporters. He said, I've, I've been in contact with every team, especially the sellers. So Dana Brown is doing his job. But ultimately, this is a seller's market. It could very well be likely that it's Justin Verlander or nobody at the end of the day when it comes around to August 1st. And then secondly, the other team that's involved in the conversations for Justin Verlander. Like, if, if I'm Dana Brown, you play a little bit of defense here too, right? You don't want the Rangers to land Justin Verlander as well, don't you? No, I mean, absolutely. You know that's one of the, the biggest competition you have to get back to where you've been for all these years. 
you know that as much as the Yankees are in last place, the Rangers are a team you didn't expect to deal with at the start of the year that's right there in front of you in the division and a team you're going to have to reckon with. So it's it's definitely a situation that you have to you know pay close attention to, and maybe you do have to block a little bit or try and push the price up or do some things to try and be savvy and cagey in negotiations. You also hear like Lance Lynn, and I'm glad the Astros' name hasn't hasn't been attached to him, but you hear the Dodgers and some of the starting pitching desperate teams are looking at him too. Go ahead and take him. You're right. If it's a Verlander because of the history, because of if the potential of him going to the Rangers, it's definitely a situation that you have to be more concerned with. Here's a text, 3106. Buster only talked this morning on Verlander. He mentioned that JV... Uh, insurers are having no trade clause would be extre- extremely difficult to obtain. He said he sees them staying on the Mets at the uh, the deadline, which could be the case, but the Mets did trade David Robertson yesterday. It looks like they are at least giving the sign that they will be sellers. Verlander coming up in these discussions. Brian McTaggart said the Astros are kicking the tires on Verlander. So it sounds to me like the Mets are entertaining the, the idea of trading Justin Verlander. Now, the interesting caveat, I'm, and I'm glad that 3106 texted this in, is... is the 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 uh, no trade clause in in Justin Verlander's contract because look quite frankly like we just spent nine minutes talking about Justin Verlander the possibilities as an Astro neither one of us is comfortable with his entire salary uh, you're you're balking at the idea at forty three point three million rightfully so I never wanted that deal in the off season uh, I want there to be some sort of re, uh, the Mets retaining the salary I want Rafael Montero involved in the deal so we're both hesitant at the the price tag for Justin Verlander. I don't think the Rangers, though, would be hesitant at the price tag for Justin Verlander. The Rangers are free spenders. They've already signed DeGrom, and he got hurt. They spent money on Seager. They spent money on Simeon. They are willing to spend. So the, the that, that part is interesting because the Astros might balk at the idea of salary. The Rangers won't. Also, to acquire somebody, you have to give up something. The Rangers have far more young players to give up that are quality uh, relative to the rest of Major League Baseball than the Houston Astros do. I think that if, there's, if Justin Verlander ends up with the Houston Astros, I think the only saving grace, the only chance, quite frankly, that the Astros have if both teams are severely, like seriously interested in Justin Verlander, is Justin Verlander playing hardball. Is Justin Verlander saying to Steve Cohen, the New York Mets manager, look, you can trade me, but I'm only going to the Houston Astros. Because I think that's the only chance that Justin Verlander comes to Houston. Because the Rangers are willing to pay the entire salary. The Rangers have more prospect capital than the Houston Astros do. The only way for Verlander to end up in Houston is if Justin Verlander tells Mets ownership that the only place I'm accepting a trade to is Houston. No, I, I think that's that's the, the best point in, in all of this. Uh, kudos on you bringing that one up. I think that Verlander's going to have a say. And at this point in his career, that's why the no trade was put in place. And I think you're right. I mean, he got an opportunity with his wife, with their situation. New York seemed to be an ideal location for both of them. But if that's not going to be where he finishes his career or plays the next three, then his next best option would be to come back to where he was very comfortable and everything worked out very well for him, that he has a great golfing buddy friend and partner uh, in, in the ownership here with Jim Crane that he would say, yeah, okay, well, if you guys need to unload me or you don't want this to go for, forward any further, this is where I got, I'm got. i going back to because this is where I'm comfortable and I know this entire situation because I think that it probably rubs him the wrong way that he thought this was the ideal situation for him to, to play the next three years and have an owner with a lot of money in his pockets desperate to win. 
And if they're willing to pull the plug on him this quickly, I'm sure the comfort zone for him would be to come back to Houston. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense that the Mets would be wanting to trade him because, look, maybe they're involved in the Shohei Otani negotiations in the offseason. Maybe they want to unload $43 million from Verlander, who has been pitching really well in the last month. Maybe they want to unload $43 million from Max Scherzer, and all of a sudden you have $86 million off the books, and you make a run at Shohei Otani. 713-780-ESPN. H-Town, do you want JV back in the city, seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. I think you have to look at the playoff rotation whenever you talk about trading for a starting pitcher as well. Uh, we're on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN 97.5. He's at Pac-Man Joel on Twitter. I'm at Jeremy Branham. Justin Verlander needs to come back to Houston. Dana Brown, Jim Crane, they need to get it done. Letting Justin Verlander go to the Rangers would be worse than allowing Nolan Ryan to go to the Rangers. Tell you all that and more next. Killer Bees, ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Circa Million and the Circa Survivor are back, baby. $14 million in guaranteed prizes and there is no rig. Circa isn't making a dime off of you. They just want to have this contest for you. The biggest football contest in Vegas are back for their fifth year only at Circus Sports. Head to Circa, enter in Vegas, and the beauty of it, play both of these contests from anywhere. Here, a Houston, Texas, your couch, work, wherever, because you can play anywhere once you sign up in Las Vegas. Two contests. First one, the Circa Million Football Contest, $6 million in total prizes. Quarterly payouts. Maybe you're just hot for the first half of the season. Well, you can take advantage of two quarterly payouts. Uh, 100% payback as well. No rake. You can't get that anywhere else. And the top prize, one million guaranteed you'll pick five teams against the spread weekly and the winner takes home one million dollars the second contest we've all played survivor pools we've heard of the circus survival survivor pool but now their biggest prize ever eight million dollars you can be a millionaire if you win this bad boy it's simple pick a winner straight up no spread win big be the lone survivor guaranteed eight million dollars is yours bigger money than ever before play today for your share of 14 million in guaranteed prizes contest open now you don't want to miss out enter in vegas play from anywhere visit circusports.com for details Broadcasting live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, deep inside the secret bee cave, it's Joel Blank and Jeremy Branham. ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5. I'm, I'm more bullish on the idea of Verlander back to Houston. Uh, Blankers has some reservations, I think rightfully so. I, I think wisely so. Uh, the money is cause for reservation, cause for hesitation. Letting Justin Verlander go to the Texas Rangers, though, would be worse than allowing Nolan Ryan to go to the Texas Rangers when he left Houston to go to Texas in 1989 at the age of 42. For several reasons. One, back then the Astros and the Rangers were in different leagues. You didn't have to, you know, goes to a rival in the American League, so what? You didn't have interleague play back then. So Nolan Ryan leaving at 42, goes to the Texas Rangers. I understand that was something that, you know, broke a lot of Astros fans' heart, but it wasn't even somebody in your league. Now... Not only are they in your league, they're in your division, and they're leading your division That's by two games. That's the key. They're also leading your division. They're in your division, and they're chasing them. Yeah. They're if, two games ahead of you. If this was years past where the Rangers were grasping at straws trying to be relevant, but they weren't even in the thick of it in the division, you'd say, let them go do whatever they want to do. You know, We're in a better position. This year, that's not the case. And because it's not the case, you do have to be more deeply concerned. It's one thing to say, we're going to pass. It's another thing to say, if we pass, or if we can't stay in the middle of this conversation, the team that we're chasing that desperately needs pitching help because we already know their offense is one of the best in baseball, 
could get a guy that we are very familiar with, that regardless of how badly he pitched in the playoffs previously or whatever you think of him, the way he left and the money he got, he makes them better. He makes any team he goes to in the short term better. It is the next year and the year after that that is the biggest concern. So being in the same division, Texas leading the division, is why letting Justin Verlander go to Texas would be a bigger deal than Nolan Ryan going to Texas. The other thing is when when Nolan left... The Astros were in the third of 10 consecutive years of not being a playoff team. Like, they were not championship relevant. They didn't make the playoffs for a decade. They were in the third year of that 10-year run. Letting a fan favorite leave in the third year of a 10-year run where you're not making the playoffs doesn't hurt as much when you're in the golden era era, and you're in this dynasty run. You've won two World Series titles. You've been to six straight ALCSs. You've been to four World Series since 2017, allowing it to happen while you're in the middle of a run is more significant than allowing it to happen when you're in the third year of a decade span of not making the postseason. Well, and here's the thing, Jeremy. It's one thing to say, well, that's not going to affect us. You know, We'll see how it plays out. But then at the end of the season, when you look back, if indeed it was the move that kept them not only relevant but made them competitive and, it, and they end up going further than you or, God forbid, they ended up eliminating you, now it's the move that you're going to look at and point every finger to and say, that's why we didn't win, and that's going to be where it becomes a ma- – it might not be a, a massive issue on the surface when it first happens, though a lot of Astros fans should and should be very concerned. But at the end of the year, if it's the reason why you don't go further or can't get by them, now it becomes the only reason anybody's going to point a finger and be very pissed off. This will be worse than Ryan going to the Texas Rangers. I know a lot of people, well, you're a hypocrite, Branham. You said you didn't want Justin Verlander in the offseason. I didn't. I don't. I still don't want Justin Verlander at $43.3 million per year. I still don't want that. That's why it's going to take for me to do this trade, the Mets retaining some of the salary, uh, tra- taking back Rafael Montero. So, yes, I'm paying the $43 million, but I'm also clearing $11.5 million of Montero. So I still don't want to pay Verlander this big deal. But I won Justin Verlander back. And I think the other conversation you have to ha- have to have here, too, like we talk a lot about the Astros trading for a starting pitcher. I want a starting pitcher that, that whoever they trade for, that I, like the regular season's fine. Like you need to eat innings. You need to, like you want to win the American League West. I want a pitcher that elevates your playoff rotation. Like there's been a lot of rumors about Michael Lorenzen. Does Michael Lorenzen boost the Astros' playoff rotation marginally at best? Does Justin Verlander boost your playoff rotation by a mile? Here's here's something to the point that you were making earlier about at the start of the year. Neither one of one of us wanted Justin Verlander. You started the train rolling. I said, look, if they win a second World Series, which I said, and I was adamant, that was the biggest thing, and and that was the main focus. And if they were able to do that, then that's where I would start the discussions of you can move on from Justin Verlander. And obviously, in any discussion, when he was trying to get forty three million plus. That was a turnoff for me that said I could walk away. So now you look at it, you say at the start of the year, we both were good with no more Justin Verlander. That's fine. But no one could have told us between then and now that you'd be down as many starting pitchers as you're down. Exactly. And the ones that are pitching aren't pitching nearly to the level that they were pitching when you were ready to walk away from him. And yet the rest of your team, because of more injuries, was fully capable of showing when healthy that they could still be competitive in one of the better teams in baseball. Now it makes everything Open the door back up to Justin Verlander. People that 
that are just that put blinders onto their decision and act like decisions aren't fluid or are stupid. Right. Because back whenever you were making this decision, you had a six-man rotation of Fromber Valdez, Christian Javier. You were relying on Hunter Brown to be good this year, but also Jose Arquiti, you were, you know, he was part of your plans. Luis Garcia was part of your plans. Lance McCullers maybe shouldn't have been part of your plans, but was part of your plans. You had six starters when you made the decision to let Justin Verlander walk at a very high, high salary. Right now, on July 28th, Jose Arquiti hasn't pitched in a couple of months. Lance McCullers hasn't pitched since then. Luis Garcia is out for the year. Hunter Brown is struggling. Christian Javier is struggling. Fromber Valdez is struggling. The decision that you're making on July 28th is much different than whatever decision you were making on December 28th. And now you're throwing in the extra caveat that the other team that is interested in Justin Verlander is the team that leads you in the American League West. Secondly, I want to shed salary in this. I'm not giving Verlander 43.3. I'm unloading the Rafael Montero contract in the process. A 5856, Nolan's attachment to Houston was deeper than baseball. Okay, I'll concede that point, but Justin Verlander is a better starting pitcher in Houston Astros history than Nolan Ryan was. Two more Cy Youngs, two more World Series titles. Uh, some people on the Twitch are asking, what is the price going to call for a, for a Justin Verlander? Lone Ranger asks, uh, what is the price? Do we have to give up uh, a Corey Lee? This is an interesting conversation because whenever we first brought up Justin Verlander ahead of everybody and the possibilities of Justin Verlander coming back, we thought you could do it with a very minor prospect capital that you're giving to the Mets, just absorb most of the salary. Now that other teams are involved, it, it does drive up the I price. I was going to say, you're doing them a solid, maybe more of a solid than they're doing you because of the finances and because of the years attached to the contract. But now if competition get, comes into play, now if it's the Rangers and, say, even one other team, now the whole deal has changed because now the Mets are in control and the Mets are sitting there in a big chair with their feet up going, well, they just offered us this. What do you got next? Okay, well, they just matched that one and threw in this. What do you got next? They're just going to sit there and they're going to take their time and they're going to realize if two and three teams are available, now it's not just about doing a solid and getting the money and the years off the books. Now it's like, hey, we might actually be able to turn this into a couple of players that might be helpful to our organization. I do think that the prospect capital has went up. Because even if Justin Ver and look, Justin Verlander, might, it might take Justin Verlander. In fact, I think it's going to have to take Justin Verlander playing hardball with the Mets to force his hand to Houston. Hey, Cohen, I'll accept the trade, but only to the Houston Astros. Now the Astros still, like, Cohen could just, well, screw you, we're just going to keep you. So the Astros still have to give up a pretty good prospect return for a Justin Verlander. Now, I don't think it's like some of your top prospects. I don't think it'd be Drew Gilbert, per se, but it might be Corey, Corey Lee and Pedro Leon. It might take that for Justin Verlander. Yeah, I do. I think it might be more like a double-A guy and maybe... Yeah, but I mean, double-A double uh, no, doesn't really matter. Like, Drew Gilbert is your that. most valuable player. He's a double-A. So, like, what level they're at doesn't really matter. It's how regarded they are as a prospect. Yeah, I mean, look what's happened so far. The, the Angels acquired two rentals for the number two and three prospect in their system. Last night, the Marlins acquired a relief pitcher, David Robertson, from the Mets for an 18- and 19-year-old prospect. And like the early reports from some of the back and forth I saw with Passon is that these are good prospects. Give us a... Give us a um, now, if Verlander's demanding that he's only Houston, I think it does, it does lighten the load slightly. It does. It does. But not all the way, slightly. Because well, the Mets are just be like, well, we're not going to trade you then. And, and what part of these reports, and I think Feinstein had a, in his article, was that Cohen might eat some of the salary. So it's like, how much... Cohen would eat salary? No way the Mets would eat salary or take back a bad salary. And I think if they eat, the more they eat salary, the better prospect you're giving up. And that's fine with me. See, but I think the Angels situation is different because they're just flat out desperate. But they're, so are the Rangers. They've already spent a ton, though. 
So I don't know how much more they're willing to spend. But you're right. They're in full go-for-it mode. But I think that the key more than anything else is the no trade. And, and that Verlander can say, hey, that's fine that two of the three teams, are there's two other teams that are interested. If he doesn't want to go there and he ain't going to entertain going there, whether he talks to the Astros or not beforehand, basically the Astros will figure it out pretty quickly. If he only wants to come to Houston, well, then it's similar to like trying to make a deal when you know Deshaun had all the cards in, in the no trade here. Essentially, no matter where, you know what, the team wants you to go or the other deals they could possibly work out, he could basically say, well, that, that's great that you guys figured that stuff out. I don't want to go to either place. So you place. think it'd be more than Lee and Leon? No, I think that would get it done. Oh, okay. I, I think that would get it done. Like God, that seems high to me. Maybe it's, one it's of them. Is, me. Maybe it, one of them, and, a, and like you said, a 18, one's never going to play. Cohen, player. Cohen says Corey Lee, Pedro Leon, Rafael Montero to eat some of the salary. You get Justin Verlander. What are you saying? Oh, how yeah. much? How much money are you taking? Rafael Montero's contract. That's it. That's it. Not taking more than that. Nope. Eleven and a half. I'll be honest. I would that trade for. Lot. I would trade for Justin Verlander without having to give up Montero. I think they need him. You think they need Montero? I don't think they need Verlander. Verlander. And, oh. I, and I'm fine with because first, first thing See, first, the money. The, I need. I, I need get it, some down like, payment. It ain't of my Forty three point three. Like it's not my money. You know, the Astros are under the luxury tax. Well, they wouldn't be after forty three. And they would. You're right. They wouldn't be because I think they Crane, have eighteen million dollars in wiggle room. But Jim Crane has shown time and time again that he's willing to go over that for the right deal. Right, but now you're looking at multi years of potentially being over. I know. Like doing it for one year is different than doing it for this season and next season. It's a lot. It, it definitely is. And like, and you look at that third year. Yeah, that's a, that's a scary time. I'm not worried about the third year. Yeah, like, I, if you have somebody that's pitching 140 innings in 2024, 35 is kind of steep, but 35 is a far cry from 43. Like, at least it goes down, and yeah. it, it means that he's well, pitched somewhat okay if he was able to log 140 innings. It's also something that makes it more in play with what the going rate is for an above-average starting pitcher in Major League Baseball. I mean, 43 is the absolute ceiling, as we know, and it blows everything out of the water. If you can get it back to the more reasonable to accept 30 to 35 now at least that makes more sense for an, from an organizational standpoint 713-780-ESP what's your stance on this are you entertaining Verlander back to Houston are you entertaining it at the price we just said are you entertaining it at the full price of Justin Verlander what would it take 713-780-ESPN to bring the greatest Astro starting pitcher back to town 713-780-3776 it's the killer bees on espn 97.5 and espn 92.5 you're back where you belong in the veritex community bank studios with the killer bees who won't sting you unless provoked here's joel and jeremy which happens a lot uh 713-780-espn i just posted to the uh, the twitch might post this on Twitter. I'll talk for a little bit here. Jake Myers, Corey Lee, Pedro Leon, the Mets retain 20% of his salary. No Montero in the deal? Oh, yeah. No Montero. Now, I'm going to go with the salary retainment because, look, as poorly as Rafael Montero has pitched this year, and, and we're not going to speak about how he's been pitching better. We're not going to bring up the fact that he's been pitching better. We're not going to mention his sub-2 ERA the last seven. We're not going to mention any of that stuff. The Astros need arms. <laughs> like, let's face it. The Astros still need arms. Like, do you want Rafael Montero in this bullpen, or do you want Ronel Blanco in this bullpen? Like, I still rather have Montero if we're eliminating the salaries. So instead of taking on the salary of Rafael Montero, 
The, what did I say? Twenty percent, or did I say fifteen percent? Twenty. They retain twenty percent of his salary. So what is that? A fifth of forty-three million dollars. What is a fifth of forty-three million dollars? Like around eight and a half million dollars. Mm-hmm. So they retain eight and a half million dollars per year, which is less than what you would, you know, get back recoup from trading Montero. But at least you keep the arm of Rafael Montero. You bring up a great point in the fact that I'm with you. I believe that Montero is worth more to you as long as he can, you know remotely figure some stuff out to get closer to where he was last year than Blanco, Belak, or guys that even Seth Martinez, I'm starting to waver on him a little bit more now too. But I think that you have to try and solidify your bullpen as much as possible. He still has a plus-plus fastball. If you can work out the off-speed pitches, he can be a guy that can be better than serviceable for you and better than the guys that we're talking about. So I get it if you want to try and work it out. Plus, yeah, I'm not going to die on either one of those hills. Like retain 20%, Rafael Montero, Mets can pick. Right. Yeah. Right. Either way... The, the bigger thing is the other guys you're giving up as it equates to what you're getting back from Verlander and how much you can expect from him. Look, there was a time early in the season, but again, as I mentioned earlier uh, when we discussed this previous shows, he pitched. He had a rough start when he started after coming back uh, and being delayed in his comeback this year with the Mets in the fact that he pitched in Colorado and he got lit up. But that's Colorado, right? He had a couple of rough starts. He settled in nicely now. Can you expect that this is the Justin Verlander you're going to get for the next two and a half? You don't know. You hope so. I would. I mean, if just if we just go on the normal plight of a big league pitcher, no, he's not going to be very good next year. Like he's going to be, you know, not, not just Justin Verlander. So we're talking about a different beast, yeah, a different animal. Not, not as good is going right. to be better than still a majority of the pitchers. Like right now, his ERA is three twenty four because he got off to a very slow start. But his last, what did I say? Five starts or whatever, six starts. He has a sub one twenty five ERA. Like, let's assume this year he's a three ERA guy. Which, if he's a three ERA guy right now, he's one of your best two pitchers. Probably your best pitcher with the way that the form is for Fran Valdez, a Christian Javier, or a Hunter Brown. Next year, let's say his ERA is three seventy five. Let's say he's just kind of a number three starter. Like, still, that's not bad. Like, it's 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 a lot for it's a lot of money that you're paying a three seventy five ERA guy. But if the Mets retain twenty percent of the salary or they take back a Rafael Montero, you're getting it at a discount. The other unknown question mark though becomes the playoffs because last year, no matter what you were trying to do, last year the playoffs was not good. And no matter how much we kept holding out hope, next start's going to be better. Next start's going to be JV. Next start's going to be the guy that, you know, we, we want at the front of our rotation. It just never materialized to be that kind of guy. Now, you hope that that was an anomaly, but the, the track record says it's more the likelihood than than the opposite of thinking that he's just going to push and, and mow people down. But if you had other complementary pieces back to where they should be with Fromber and, and with Javier and even the emergence, uh, and then if you get a more consistent uh, um, Hunter Brown, now it's a different story. Now you've got four above-average top-quality starters to where JV can give you five. You can figure out because the bullpen, these other guys are probably going to go longer, deeper into games, give you better results too. Now it all makes more sense. It's just those question marks, they do concern so me the, for what you're giving up. You're right. Is that a positive for you or a negative for you, the playoff conversation? To me... It's a worry that in the playoffs, I might see a fall-off of Justin Verlander or a less effective Justin Verlander. I saw a guy that won Cy Young's that, that was unbelievable in the regular season here. Yeah. And I saw a guy that, as much as I didn't want it to happen, the overall body of work says he was a different pitcher in the playoffs, and it wasn't in a good way. Here's, like, uh, some people are nitpicking the trade. Like, zero five one one Mets don't need a catcher. They get one from the Marlins. Like, we're talking about, the, like, the echelon of prospect. Right. Like, don't get lost in the name. We're talking about the echelon of the prospect. The, the postseason conversation, actually, to me, is a major positive. 
Because Justin Verlander, you add him to the staff, yeah, he was a little shaky last year in the postseason. Yeah, he hasn't been great in his World Series starts. Now, his postseason numbers are actually very good for the career of Justin Verlander, the non-World Series part of the postseason. The reason that I'm making this trade, though, is for the playoffs. Because right now, look, Framber Valdez is part of your playoff rotation, no doubt about it, even though his recent form has not been great. Christian Javier still has a ways to go. I've been encouraged by his last few starts, but still has a ways to go. Justin Verlander gives you way more confidence, you know, whenever you add him to a Fromber and or maybe Christian Javier. Hunter Brown's form right now has not been good. Uh, JP France is a rookie that doesn't have tremendous stuff. So, like, how much are you trusting him in the playoffs? Adding Justin Verlander is because this is a postseason move. Um, Putting Justin Verlander as a pillar of your playoff rotation, to me, is why I'm considering this and doing this, because he he boosts you up. But the reason why it's a worry for me is, and you're right, it's a different scenario in terms of the team really needs him more because you don't have those guys around you that you you, you think you can lean on like you did a year ago. That uncertainty leads to a guy that's coming in that's supposed to be the savior now at the top of your rotation. But in the in the years since he's been here, especially last year, that's more of a concern for me than it is solidifying it. Because as much as I know what he's been and I know what he's doing right now, I still have concerns that when the playoffs roll around, it's a different story with Justin Verlander. Do you trust Verlander or Fromber more in the playoffs? I'm gonna. The fact that you're thinking about it is the is my point. I, I but, get but, your point, but, but I should. But let's go. No, I understand your point too. But let's go down the list. You trust in Javier Verlander in the playoffs right now. I I, I have to trust Verlander more. Verlander or Hunter Brown. Verlander. Verlander or JP France. Well, I get your point. That's the point. That's the point that I'm making. Is but that if, he, it boosts your playoff rotation a lot? If in the second half of the regular season now, that Fromber and, and Javier are riding the ship and leaning more towards last year's version of them. Yeah. Now it's a different conversation for me about do I trust Verlander more than but that? That's a good thing. It because, is a great because thing. now if they surpass him, Verlander's your three. Yeah. Verlander perhaps is your four. Now you're talking about the best playoff rotation in baseball. Verlander keeps clicking. If you get Fromber back to AL Cy Young form, if you give Javi back to postseason last year form, you get Hunter Brown pitching towards his potential. That's the best playoff rotation in baseball. No, now, I, that's a lot of ifs. It is. That's what I'm saying. There's this. And again, this is a different situation that the Astros fans have been in and that we've been in watching this team over the last seven years. And the fact that is there's so much uncertainty that you didn't have in years past in terms of wondering about the health of players, wondering about the output of players. You know, And again, forget the guy that's the icing on the cake because I don't care if he's in the batting cages or not. We're talking pitching right now. And when we're talking pitching, I have the worry of if one, if not more of those guys can get back to the form that they were a year ago. Yeah. Then if I add on top of it, I'm getting a guy that seemingly should be the answer to kind of settling down everything and writing the ship. Yeah. He solidifies it. But but there's also that worry that we've seen this guy kind of take a step back in the playoffs, and this is the year we can't afford that. But can you afford J.P. France pitching meaningful playoff starts? I don't know yet because I haven't seen him in the playoffs. I've seen Verlander in the playoffs. But to me, it's like insurance. It's like, okay. Well, and there's the key word. Yeah, you have have five guys that are competing for four spots, which, I mean, I, I want that. And plus, then if you counter the regular season conversation we've been talking about a six-man uh, just upgrading a Brandon Belak now like, now you do that like now it's it's you have a really quality starting pitcher eating some real innings in a divisional race and I'll be honest with you Jeremy having watched Leon play uh Friday night and knowing that there's a log jam for Corey Lee yeah, yeah naturally you'd say I'd need to get more for Corey Lee mm-hmm. but in a season that is so uncertain this, to, to try and solidify a good a, 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 the biggest need that you have right now and take that kind of risk 
and give up Corey Lee when you know he's log jammed here. That's something that you definitely need to be willing to. T- it's interesting because, like, I, I think that if you can use Corey Lee to get Justin Verlander, that's remarkable. He's going to be the best starting pitcher traded at the deadline, unless his teammates also traded. Sure. Like, you know what's interesting hey, about this? He's too? better than Blake Snell. Dylan Cease isn't getting moved. Mm-hmm. Marcus Stroman's probably not getting moved. Justin Verlander would be the best starting pitcher traded at the deadline. Montgomery. He's better than Montgomery. Way better than Montgomery. I mean, like Montgomery's it, solid, but he's not Verlander. I, I get that he's like I have made it very clear my thoughts on JV in the playoffs. It's not been great, but he is way better than what you have right now, and the reward is just so much higher if you get Justin Verlander, if he can figure it out. Yep. And if he got that monkey off his back last year by getting that first World Series win, like what they can do in the playoffs, to me it's a no-brainer. If he wants to come here, you make the trade, you figure out the money later, and you just do it because well, you need it. You know, on a positive side, guys, why this it would be more beneficial to the Astros than any other team? He doesn't have to go get comfortable in another locker room, get in another city, yeah. live in a hotel room, and do all those things. He comes in and knows, I know how they do everything from BP and who runs the locker room and you know everything about the city and everything like that. I come back to where I'm already comfortable, and I fit and settle right back in. Whereas if he's going to a different team, it's a whole new ball game, and he, he feels like an alien for the first couple of weeks. It's a great point. You know what else is interesting, too, is like Dana said that he doesn't want to trade some of his better prospects for a rental. Justin Berliner's not a rental. He's under club control yeah. for at least next season. And I don't know if it's a high dollar, but at least next season and the year after that as well. A lot of people want to weigh in on this. Are you good with the idea of Verlander back, but paying a high price, whether it's the salary, whether it's the prospect package that you have to put together? 713-780-3776. Killer B's ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5. Hey, right now I'll tell you about the good people at Apollo Men's Health. Look. You're not trying to win a gold medal. You're trying to win the day. As you get older and things happen in your life, you don't have the energy levels that you once had, and you need someone or something that can try and help you get you back so that you can get things done. That's why the good people at Apollo Men's Health are here. They have so many different ways that they can change your life in a positive way and make a difference on a daily basis. If you're looking for more energy in your life, you can get a B12 shot like I get every week, or you can go all the way to hormone therapy in all the different ways that it can be administered, and it's for both men and women. I see men and, the, men and women in the lobby every single time I'm in there, and they're raving about how the results they've gotten have given them more energy on a daily basis. Other people are trying to lose weight. Some people don't have time to go to the gym. Well, now there's FDA-approved semi-glutide that can have you losing up to six pounds a week, and you don't have to do anything other than consult with and understand how you get the, the semi-glutide and you get it done with Apollo Men's Health. They have all the different things from smoothies and supplement for your smoothies and supplements to all the different ways that they can help you get on a workout program that actually monitors your results and actually recover quicker if you need that too. Three locations to better serve you. New one in League City to go with all of the different great things that are happening in the two locations near downtown Houston. Go to ApolloMH.com. Book your first appointment. When you do, you're going to find out most major insurance is accepted. Discounts from military uh personnel and first responders mention my name joel blank free b12 shot like i get every week for you or a body composition analysis if that's something you're into they're great people doing great things on a daily basis go see the people at apollo men's health the best most informed sports talk noon to three it's the killer bees joel blank and jeremy brenham live from the veritex community bank studios Killer Bees, ESPN 97.5, ESPN at 92.5. The city's in. The city wants this done. Um, 
couple of people maybe disagreeing a little bit here. Um, 9042, getting Verlander back is every bit a defensive move more as an offensive move. We cannot let him go to Texas. That's the big part of it, too. Like, if you're guaranteeing me Verlander's going to, like, the Dodgers, whatever. They're in the National League. Don't love that he's going to wear a Dodger uniform, but at least it's the National League versus the team that you're chasing. Uh, 5856 is a Nolan Ryan truther. I would like Verlander to come back, but stop comparing him to Nolan, you sound like, and says very mean things. Look, I understand Nolan Ryan is a fan favorite in Houston. Good old boy. Texas guy. Means a lot to everybody. Justin Verlander's had a greater career in a Houston Astros uniform than Nolan Ryan, than... Dallas Keuchel, then Mike Scott. Justin Verlander's the greatest starting pitcher in Houston Astro history. Two Cy Youngs, two World Series titles as the ace of that staff, better than anything Nolan Ryan did as a member of the Houston Astros. And I know that's sacrilegious to say inside of the city of Houston. I thought you were going to add something. 713780 well, I was going to say, look, I understand how beloved Nolan Ryan is in this town. Nolan Ryan, at the time that you had Nolan Ryan and then he walked away, it's a different conversation than a team that around Nolan Ryan or a team around Justin Verlander, the team that's around Justin Verlander and the results that they got because of it, both for him personally but more so as it relates to the team, was a better situation. It was a more successful operation. It was a more um, results-driven team that got the kind of things that this city is want. This is what you're chasing. This is why you're doing this move. Nolan Ryan was an unbelievable pitcher. His longevity and the weight and the things that he did here and every stop that he made was phenomenal. But when you're trying to do... The things that you know that the Astros are doing that Verlander was able to do here, and he could continue that legacy and do it again. He sits above in terms of what he did in Houston. Sits above with the accomplishments in a shorter period of time. Six one four six, maybe the best point here. Getting JV gives Dusty another reason to put Maldi in the lineup at catcher. Yeah, that's true. Touche. Six one four six. I understand what you're saying there. Uh, KG and Orange. Is there any potential on trading McCullers along with another player to get a good ace in return? We have them under contract until twenty six. Would a rebuilding team take that deal and make Lance the number one or two starter next year? I think Lance has zero trade value. One, you're selling a player when he's at his absolute rock bottom, which is I'm not in favor of doing that. Like. I don't really dabble a whole lot in stocks, but I'll dabble every now and then. And like the old market adage is, don't sell at the absolute worst and don't buy at the absolute high. So this is something like you're not trading Lance McCullers. Plus, I don't think he has tremendous amount of value on the market. Like the Pittsburgh Pirates aren't going to be trading anything significant for Lance McCullers. Like they'd be taking the salary, giving you a very, very fringe player that has a chance. Like you're not getting anything good in return for Lance McCullers. A zero one eight nine terrible takes on Verlander when we could have simply signed him instead of taking on the contract we didn't want and giving up assets. Zero one eight nine has his head in his sa- under the sand. He's got his head under a rock. He's been living there. That's the address under that rock. Things change in sports. Decisions are fluid. Sports are fluid maybe more than every aspect of life. Things change on a fly. We went over this a second ago. The Houston Astros, when they decided not to pay Justin Verlander $43.33333 million a year for two years, an investing option of 35 in the third year, they already had six starting pitchers that they were counting on. Fromber, Javier, Urquidy, Luis Garcia, Lance McCullers, Hunter Brown. Three of those guys have been lost for a significant portion of time. Two of those guys have been lost for the season. The decision on July 28th is not the decision on November 28th when you were electing not to sign Justin Verlander. It's a much different conversation than it was six months ago. We tried to spell it out for you. At the time, we were both at it. Like I said, and you, you were on it before anybody else, and we were talking about it before anybody else. And it wasn't what everybody wanted to hear, but at the time, from a business perspective, from the results that were already 
achieved by this team. It didn't make sense. And now all of a sudden, because of the way things change, injuries occur, you're, you're depleted starting pitching, all the different things that have happened since then, you're looking for any possible way that you can upgrade between now and the deadline to make another run. If Justin Verlander makes you better and the deal makes sense, you have to consider it no matter what you we both said, and I believe we were both right on, with, and most people jumped on our bandwagon and agreed with it Eventually. when they let him walk. Eventually. Like right. Embrace well, the like Suck. Embrace Eventually. The suck. <laughs> exactly right. It's the same exact thing. Yeah. Uh, 713-780-ESPN. HRMP listener line. 713-780-3776. Let's go out to the HRMP listener line. Walter, you're in the hive with the Killer Bees. What's up, Walter? Yes. Go, uh, Walter. Yeah, I'd I, I like to make a comment on Justin Verlander. Go for uh-huh. it. If I had to trade, I wouldn't. I wouldn't take a chance on, on Justin Verlander because he's old, and and the money that he really wants, I wouldn't give it to him because uh, he might not be healthy. The whole season, he might maybe take sick or something. Yeah, he might I mean, not be able to carry you through the playoffs. Appreciate it, Walter. You can say that about literally anybody, though. Like, we just went through the six starters the Houston Astros are going to have in the offseason. I understand age, you know, health. Those are correlations of each other. Uh, You know, older guys more likely to get hurt than younger guys. But everybody has a chance to get hurt. In fact, half of the Astros' six-man rotation in the offseason has been hurt. Uh, Two-sixths of them, one-third of them, have been lost for the season. So, like, everybody has a chance to get hurt. And the thing that also encouraged me about Verlander, like, we broke down his year. Uh, his first five starts, let's call it, not so good. His last six starts, really good. If you flip that, if his first five starts were really good and his last six starts were like very mediocre, I'm singing a much different sure tune. Are. But his current form is something that intrigues me a lot. Let's also look at it from this way, Jeremy. If I'm kind of trying to look at, and this is completely against my beliefs, if I'm looking at this whole thing from a glass half full perspective, after you get through this season, if you assume that you're going to get one, if not two, if maybe not all three guys back that have been hurting your rotation this year, now you can go back to a six-man rotation but have six quality arms or really good arms yep. to where Verlander throws less innings. But he gives more effective because of it. He's got more in the tank left as you get to the playoffs next year. and, and then Or even this year. And, like right. you're, and, and you're protecting not only Verlander but all of them. And that's what I'm saying. This year you, there's ways to do it. Next year there's more effective ways to do it if you get some of those really quality arms back. So now either way... He's going to be less taxed in the regular season, so he has more left in the tank in the playoffs. And you're one of the only teams that have the ability to be able to do something like that, both the six-man and quality pitchers in a six-man, that can make this team more playoff-ready for the duration of his contract. 713-780-3776. Back out to the HRMP listener line. Gary, you're in the Heights with the Killer Bees. What's up, Gary? Hey, what's up, guys? I just want to, I guess, push back a little bit about signing Verlander. So I, I think... You know, we shouldn't have signed Verlander to that humongous deal. But I think we should have signed the starting pitcher. I think that was a miss from the offseason. So he didn't need to be a top-of-the-line guy. But out of the six people you named, one of them is Lance McCullers. Mm -hmm. So that's five. The other one was Hunter Brown, who was a rookie and unproven. And so and then you have to account for injury, you know, somewhere. So I think the front office missed the boat by not signing like a Jake Odorizzi type. Oh, Gary. Gary, Jake Odorizzi? No, Jake. Gary, don't go anywhere. They didn't need to sign sign an ace, but we needed somebody who could come in and eat some innings, a 3.54 ERA ERA type Yeah, a mediocre guy, Um, one-year deal. I know what you're talking about. And I think it's a fair point. Now, the question that I would have for you, Gary, is – 
Oh, he hung oh, up. Oh, Gary. That's right. He didn't know. Um, the Gary, question there was an opportunity for you to bash another uh, general manager or a, a manager if you wanted. <laughs> I, I love Gary. I yeah, appreciate I do too, Gary but that's normally I think it's the first time Gary's called us about baseball. A little surprised. Yeah, Gary hates was, Nick Casario. He definitely hates Nick Casario, which his points are great. Nick, whatever. Um, here's the, the questions that I would have for that. And that look, Gary's not the first person that's brought that up. And I understand where he's coming from. Because, look, you can never have enough starting pitching, as your owner tells you in Jim Crane. Uh, their starting pitchers always have value, even if they're number seventh starting pitcher on your on your depth chart. So I certainly respect the opinion. The, the question that I would have, though, is what are you doing with him if all six starters are healthy? Like, anybody that you're signing isn't going to be a minor leaguer. Like, if all these guys are healthy, he's not going to be a spacer. Your bullpen is full. Like, you don't have the space on your roster to sign free agent starting pitchers to be your number 7 starter and hang out in AAA until somebody gets hurt. Uh, same thing with, like, the bullpen. Like, your bullpens are your bullpen spots are used up at the start of the season. So it's not something you can really do in the offseason. You have 13 guys on your pitching staff. You can't have a guy waiting around in Sugar Land because you just signed as a free agent. Like, it's really not feasible. Uh, to do that, I understand why you would want to, but the feasibility just really does not exist. No, you're you're absolutely right. Look, I mean, everything is do, what, that you're doing right now is based on the situation you're in right right at this very time. It wasn't where you were at the start of the year. It wasn't what you know what you may be hoping to get back at some point during the season. Even an Urquidy to me is is a guy that yes, he's closer to coming back, but he's a guy that you know you may have to count on that you weren't expecting to count on. And you're trying to figure out, can you count on him? Well, after the deadline passes, there's no solutions that can be had other than internally. So you've got to uncover every stone. You've got to be on attack mode every single minute of every day if you're Dana Brown. Because as much as we used to talk about a bat, now the pitching staff has to be your utmost priority. And you have got to not only get a starter, but a good one. And you may have to look at getting at least one arm in your bullpen because all these guys have accumulated all this wear and tear this year. Seven one three seven eight zero ESPN. Mario on hold. We'll get to you on the other side, Mario. A lot of people on the uh, texting in too on the HRP listener line. What would it have to look like for you to bring Justin Verlander back to Houston? How much are you willing to give to keep him away from the Texas Rangers? Whether it's the prospects package that you're putting together, or how much of that salary are you wishing are you uh, willing to retain? Seven one three seven eight zero ESPN HRP listener line Killer Bees ESPN ninety seven five and ESPN ninety two five.